Good morning. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. But first, let's catch up with some of the day's top headlines. Attorney General William Barr is testifying today in front of the House Judiciary Committee. In his prepared opening statement, Barr defends the steps he took to dismiss charges against President Trump's associates. He also justifies the use of federal force in cities like Portland, Oregon. Drug makers have called off a planned meeting at the White House today after President Trump issued an executive order on Friday that seeks to rein in the cost of prescription drugs. And under the Republicans' proposed stimulus bill, extra unemployment benefits would drop from $600 a week to $200. The bill is almost certain to be rejected by congressional Democrats. We begin today with Joe Biden's search for a running mate. The presumptive Democratic nominee says he's looking to announce his vice presidential pick sometime in early August. Yeah, Biden committed to putting a woman on the ticket back in March. And since then, we've seen so many names of potential candidates floating around from one-time rivals like Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren to rising stars of the party like Stacey Abrams and Keisha Lance Bottoms. Ryan Lizza is out with an article for Politico. He's a longtime political journalist. And he argues that while there are lots of options, there's no clear frontrunner. Lizza says Biden wants someone who is exactly like he was to Barack Obama. He says Biden was loyal, experienced, well-versed in American foreign policy, and someone willing to sacrifice his own ambition. Based on that criteria, Lizza thinks Susan Rice may rise to the top of the pack. She was Obama's former U.N. ambassador and then national security advisor. Right. And hearing you say that, I'm thinking that Kamala Harris also checks a lot of the same boxes. And she's widely considered to be one of the more likely candidates for VP. She does. But here's the thing. They fought really hard during the primary and treated insults. So it's not clear whether he sees her as having the kind of loyalty that he's looking for. One campaign advisor says what Biden wants is a partner who will do no harm, someone who won't be easy for Trump to attack. Hmm. And that could eliminate someone like Elizabeth Warren. And Lizza says, big names aside, the VP pick could come out of left field. He name drops Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. She got a lot of national attention for her handling of the pandemic in her state. And she's got a biography that's kind of similar to Biden's. Ultimately, though, the campaign's co-chair, Representative Cedric Richmond of Louisiana, tells Lizza, above all else, presidential candidates are looking for, quote, whoever helps us win. Leave no trace. That's the golden rule when you visit a national park. Whatever you carry into the park, you have to carry out. Yeah, all that changed when folks started flooding parks during quarantines when you couldn't really go most places. Time magazine spoke to rangers at several national parks across the country who say the parks are packed. RV sales are up, campground reservations are surging, and people are leaving behind a lot of trash. Shamita, you can get to Santa Paula Canyon in about 90 minutes from Los Angeles, and apparently a lot of people did during the pandemic. And what happened was the place got trashed. Mm-hmm. Garbage began piling up. Rocks were vandalized with graffiti. One park visitor told Time there was human waste all over the trails. It got mm. so bad, the Forest Service had to shut them down in mid-May. Right. So trashing the park is one thing. Another concern is that lots of these national parks are next to Native American lands. 
The Time reporter spoke to an official from the Blackfeet Nation. Their reservation borders Glacier National Park in Montana. Native Americans make up more than a third of Montana's total COVID-19 deaths. And historically, lots of visitors going to Glacier will pass through the reservation to enter the park. This summer, the Blackfeet decided to stay closed to protect their people from possible infection. But some people are crossing into the reservation anyway. A tribe official said they're mostly worried about their elders. He said, quote, they don't want to take any chances of losing anybody. The National Park Service has information about how to hike responsibly during the pandemic. One piece of advice on its website, observe wildlife rules with people, which means treat everyone like a grizzly bear. Even when you're outside, keep your distance and try not to leave behind any trace of your visit. Nobody wants to know you were there. Strike one for Major League Baseball, and the season's just started. At least 13 members of the Miami Marlins clubhouse tested positive for coronavirus. Last night's home opener and another game have already been postponed. Sports Illustrated is calling it a catastrophe. You see, this was the first major test for the league, and it couldn't get through opening weekend without an outbreak. According to reporter Stephanie Epstein, this was entirely predictable. She says... The league is prioritizing revenue over safety. Some players tested positive before Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Still, it was left up to the team to decide whether to play not a doctor or an infectious disease specialist. Meanwhile, over at The Ringer, Zach Cram looks at how MLB's protocols compare to other leagues. Some of them, like the NBA, NHL, and National Women's Soccer League, have introduced the concept of bubbles. That includes strict rules for where the players are based and what they can do and who they can see. MLB is not doing that. It's allowing teams to fly around the country, including to hotspots like Florida. And in fact, because of all of this flying around, the Canadian government told the Toronto Blue Jays that they can't play at home. The Ringer is also comparing MLB to South Korea's baseball league, the KBO. If it has a single positive case, the KBO says it'll shut down the whole league for three weeks. Mm. MLB, on the other hand, is saying it doesn't have a specific number of positive test results in mind that would make it call the season off. Yeah, apparently that number is not 13. We know that for sure. In an interview last night with Tom Verducci for MLB Network, the league's commissioner, Rob Manfred, was asked, was there any discussion about canceling among league or team owners? No, there really wasn't. I think most of the owners realize that we built protocols anticipating that we would have positive tests at some point during the season. He's saying we'll keep playing ball. We think we can keep people safe and continue to play. Manfred did tell Verducci that if things get worse, there are contingency plans to scrap the season. It's really up to him as MLB commissioner to decide when and if the risk outweighs the reward. Finally today, the jobless rate is hovering around 11%. Millions of people are filing for unemployment. And if it's not you, then maybe somebody you know is at risk of losing a job. Bloomberg News has some tips to help you be as prepared as possible. First, do not quit. You might think that it's better for your credibility to quit or resign rather than to be fired. But Bloomberg says it might actually be a better strategy to wait to be laid off. If you quit without a good cause, you might not qualify for unemployment insurance. And also, by waiting to be fired, you could be entitled to a better compensation package. Another tip, 
Research your unemployment benefits. Tons of people are claiming unemployment, so it may take a while to receive your benefits if you file. However, if you know the information you need ahead of time, you can apply right away. Also, look up your company's severance policy. And you can negotiate it. Don't be afraid to ask for more money or more time. Really, the worst your employer can say is no. You can find all these stories and more on the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of this week's audio stories. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.